Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's go. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Today, I have with me Ashley Mistowski with First Choice Insurance Group out of Las Vegas. And Ashley is a very good friend of mine. I'm going to tell you guys up front. She's a very good friend of mine that we are actually in the BT30 Mastermind Group together with um, some other IAOA agency owners. And she has just really been able to jump into being an agency owner the last few years. And I've had so much fun talking to her. She really pushes a lot of great boundaries. And I'm excited to have her on today. Hey, Ashley, how are you? Good. How are you? Thanks for having me. I'm good. Well, thank you so much for taking the time. I know we're, today is actually uh, November 18th, so we're coming up to Thanksgiving. So I know that we're all kind of wrapping up this 2020 COVID year, but um, you have really been able to come into the independent agency side of things and you've done such a great job. And I'm so excited to have had you in with the, with the group, with the BT30 mastermind group here. You've been in a year, year and a half. About a year, I think. Okay, about a year. So, I mean, you jumped in there. You got in on the mastermind. You jumped in being an independent agent. You've done so many different things. And I think it really shows in your success level that you've really had. So, tell me a little bit, tell everybody a little bit about you, your background in insurance, how you came to be where you are today, and kind of what fuels you. Of course, yeah. So, I uh, was a actually an office manager. So I wasn't actually an agent for a captive company um, for about 12 years, but I did everything um, but sign the paycheck. So I pretty much ran the offices. It was a very high volume um, top agency and we had two locations. So always busy, managed about 20 employees. Um, so it was a lot of work, great experience. She kind of got in from the ground up. She was, I think, a second or third year agent owner um, when I started with her. So kind of got to go through that process. And, you know, I just felt stuck. I, I was getting paid well, so I wasn't really, you know, budging, but I knew I wanted more. And I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. So I just started looking and I have a couple of friends that were independent agents. So I just started asking them questions because my captive company, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say their name or not. <laughs> um, they, you know, they're, they were just tightening their strings. We were canceling a lot of people that I really didn't think were high risks. Um, been with them for, you know, 10 years, had one speeding ticket and a $500 accident payout. And they were company canceling them. And wow. rates were just, yeah, it, it was crazy. They, we were getting company cancels multiple times a week. And um, running new rates, if you didn't have the perfect package that they were looking for, you couldn't help them. And I just was feeling stuck. And so when I started talking to um, some of my friends that were independent agency owners, while they also addressed the, you know, they said the, be the best advice they gave me was the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's just right. different. That's so right. they said, hey, it's a much better world over here but you're also going to come into XYZ issues. So I really did my due diligence and did my research. Okay, do I wanna go work for corporate? Do I wanna go 
you know, um, where I could make good money right off the bat? Do I want to, you know, open an, a captive office? Um, Allstate was having some killer promotions for becoming a new agent. Do I want to do this? And I'm, I, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I wanted the flexibility and freedom. And so I said, you know, uh, let's just do this. <laughs> I said, I'm going to open my own independent agency and I dive headfirst into things. Um, I, I did a lot of research. So it's not like I didn't know what I was doing, but I definitely didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> so. You know, I think that's a really good point. Cause I think a lot of us, we do all the research cause I'm, I'm a really big researcher too. I will. <laughs> and I I've learned <laughs> as I get older, I learn <laughs> not to take that research as 100% gospel, because I think the first couple of times I am like, you know, you have the whole like stomping, no, but I thought blank, you know, yeah. whatever it was that I thought. And I've got to realize that, you know, I may do a lot of the research, which means I'm probably a million times more prepared than most people, but I'm still. It also can hinder you too. And yeah. that's my problem. I was all this research. Okay. Well, you finally just have to go with your gut, right? You yeah. finally just have to say, all right, this, this feels right. I've done as much as I can and educated myself as much as I can. Let's just jump, jump feet first, head first. Yeah. Yeah. And some people can research themselves to death. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So when did you make that jump and just decide to go indie? So left the captive agency December of 2019 and uh, was doing my research on, um, clusters and appointments, um, January, February, March, um, was living off of a little bit of savings and, um, got a little, had a little startup money for my parents. So I definitely appreciate them believing in me and, um, officially opened March 1st of 2019. Sorry. So I left 2018 of December, um, took a couple months to really make the right decision as far as, um, how to open my agency and then March 1st, just jumped in there. Went. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about your success, because I know for those people who know you, you are just on fire doing so many different things. And I love following you on social media. I follow you on Instagram, of course, as well as Facebook and, and some other places. So I love seeing the, the big transitions, but I know that this process has not just been a career change for you. It's also been an entire life change for you. So tell us a little bit about that as well. I, I, it doesn't feel successful, but you know, I, you know, I was the breadwinner and I was making good money at the captive company and it's a salary and you know, you're getting it. And to go from that to, okay, well now I got to feed my family and make up that income. We could cut some of our expenses, but I mean, we own a house. We had two car payments. There wasn't, you know, a lot that we could really trim down. I mean, there were some, so it was, I have to hit the ground running and I have to do this. And, and luckily I've been doing insurance for 12 years when I opened. So I already had a good base and it was amazing to be able to open up other States. That honestly was a huge thing for me in the IA world. I loved it because I'm from Oregon. All of my family lives in Oregon. Friends live in Oregon and I've never been able to help them even when they've reached out to me. And so now I said, now I'm getting my license in Oregon. Um, I have other family in Arizona. I said, this is fantastic. I can still help them. I know the products and the areas. So to me, that was really, really cool um, part of being able to do this. And 
um, you know, I, I just, I kept my head down and I just pushed. I am not afraid of hard work. I 10, 12 hour days, if not more, seven days a week. Um, I still need to learn the word balance. And I know I need that to be <laughs> always every day. <laughs> I don't know if it'll ever come, but at least I'm trying. Right. Um, so I'm trying, I really take Sundays off. Um, Sunday nights, I usually kind of prep for the week, right. just make sure I've got everything in line. Um, so I'm getting there a little bit, but honestly it was, I just need to hustle and build a base and be able to feed my family. So I, I honestly just, the work ethic, I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And I knew everybody told me I can breathe when I get to month 20, 25. So essentially okay. your third year, not necessarily out of the woodwork, but you can kind of breathe. So you've got, you know, two years of renewal. So that's kind of what I've just kept in the back of my head. The payout will be worth it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So I, I love that you had kind of that or have kind of that, that benchmark that you're really mm -hmm. looking towards to be able to, to have that. Cause I think that's what a lot of people, whenever they make a transition like that, they don't know when these things will start turning around or when they, I hope they're right. Let's just say that I haven't yeah, exactly. gotten there. I hope they're right. Exactly. <laughs> but I know that you've been kind of, you know, really going on out there. And like you said, you're in multiple different States. Which States are you in now? You're in Oregon, so, Oregon, Washington, Nevada, Arizona, and I also just got Idaho, um, since a lot of Washington and Oregon residences, uh, residents are heading that way. Um, okay. so I've got several families of mine, plus some good marketing connections there. And then I did California. I don't really push it. Um, it's more of for the offset couple. Um, you know, I have a lot of, uh, clients that go back and forth. So I do some basic auto stuff there. Right. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Well, good, good. I think that's yeah. awesome. So tell me a little bit about um, what your biggest challenges have been as far as things maybe that you maybe prepared for that looked a little bit different maybe and or things that maybe you didn't prepare for that you were totally taken off guard but during this process of kind of getting up and running because I think whenever we go independent, we, like you said, we think that, you know, we already kind of know what we're doing. We do research, we ask other people, but we all have our own experience. We all have our own situations that come up and even based on our own personalities, the way that we want to do things. Cause I remember when I went independent, my, uh, the people that were kind of mentoring me, would, I would ask them a question. They'd look at me and go, but that's the joy of it. You can do whatever you want. And I was going, I don't know what I, my options are to be able to determine what I do and do not want, you know, mm -hmm. because it was, it was like a fire hose of oh, yeah. information processes. You can do whatever you it want. It still do. is. <laughs> Completely. And then I joined even, even further on, cause I've been in the industry 18 years. And so even with later on, when I discovered IAOA, which I didn't even discover IAOA, I think till 20, in a 2015 first to 2016, I think. And when I discovered them, it was like another set of fire hoses. Cause it was mm -hmm. just crazy. And I'd even been in the industry for a long time. So tell me how you're navigating that fire hose of information and, and kind of some of those, uh, some of those fun, fun moments that you've had over the course of the last uh, 20 months or so. Yeah. Well, I think what the, the, my friends that had, I, uh, independent agencies, when I first talked to them, the pros is you have all the flexibility. You don't have corporate breathing down your neck, telling you what you have to sell, how much you have to sell to get these bonuses, which is all the only way you make money 
in the captive world. Right. But the downfall of that is you don't have corporate. So at my captive company, they give you all the processes. They give you all the systems. You, you just use what they have and that's how you learn it. There is so much on the market and that it's so imperative. What I've learned the whole first year I was, I opened my agency. I really didn't have any processes. I'm still streamlining them, but I had no programs or systems other than my reader and my management system. But they're still, you know, did I pick the right one? I, well, I didn't really know what I was looking for when I opened. I just did kind of what I was recommended and you're not in it. So you don't know what to expect. So I did just make a switch you know, from my management system, because now that I've been doing this for a year and a half, I saw what was important to me and, and made and made that switch. Luckily, I'm still small enough. I can't imagine, you know, having a huge agency and making a big management system switch or anything like that. Not to right. say I won't in the future, but it's stressful no matter what the size of your book is. But you know, especially when it gets older. I mean, yeah, exactly. And so I just you're you they call it the shiny object syndrome. But there really is, you have to figure out what's good for one agent isn't necessarily best for another agent since everybody runs their agency differently. Right. However, there's just so much out there. And so you kind of got to find your niche of, of agencies that you trust that you line up with of how you want yours to run. And it's great that there's free trials. So I've utilized a lot of free trials and my yeah. brain hurt, um, but it's overwhelming and so to find the right systems and processes and programs to use is very overwhelming, but it's also, I love not being told what to do and I can find the best fit for me and my agency. But I would say that's kind of the hardest part is figuring out what programs you need. And it takes time. You have to be, you know, in the trenches of running your agency to see what programs really work. And it's just a lot, a lot of information and honestly, trial and error. I've definitely struck out several times, but I've also hit home runs. So it, you have to be willing to, to at least try something and give it some time and then what works and what doesn't work and learn from that. Don't make yeah. the same mistake twice. And you can't, I think, I think too, it's really important for people whenever they go out on their own to really let themselves off the hook. I mean, if something, it, it feels so dire when we first start out if something goes wrong because we think that we have such a short amount of time to be able to make so yeah. much progress and only so much money and we only have so many resources and we need to maximize and oh my gosh i made a horrible decision and i think my life's over my agency's ruined right exactly oh my gosh it's like chicken little the sky is falling i think when you first start because it's so much pressure yeah you know and um i think once i think part of it is that once i hit a certain size limit or a size, I started to go, okay, but I had to top myself down because I was so overly chicken little skies falling for so long when I was kind of, you know, building my agency to begin with. Then when I even got to a certain point, I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. It's 50 bucks. We're all <laughs> you can breathe, right? It's going to be okay. I've made bigger mistakes in my life. I've made bigger successes in my life. You know, it's $200. <sighs> okay. We lost one month with that program. Okay, fine. You yeah. know, it's not going to kill me. It's fine. Move forward. Count it as the Big picture. business. Right. You, you have to be willing. I think the biggest thing with all of the program, just anything and all the information is you have to be willing to know that you're going to fail and make mistakes, but it's about learning from those and building, you know, you're, that's only going to make you more successful. So yeah. that's, you have to have that mindset that you're going to screw up at some point in time 
but you have to learn from that and figure out what I did wrong, how I did wrong, how do I fix it, not make the same mistake, and then grow from it. Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs. With NBS, as they say it in the cool world, you can confidently offer a wide range of options to better support your customers and grow your business, A.K. agency. Don't settle for less. Do more with NBS. For more information about Nationwide Brokerage Solutions, visit nbsbrokerage.com. Cast certified. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And sometimes I like to sit back and think too, why did I make this choice? Was it, was it knee jerk? Did I not do enough? uh, Did I not do enough research? Did I only listen to other people? Was Mm -hmm. I way too influenced? What influenced me? Is it comments on Facebook? Was it like some really big agency owner who said, Oh, this was the Holy grail and it worked Mm -hmm. really well for them, but maybe because I was in a different position or maybe I wasn't as much commercial or I wasn't as much, whatever it might be. I didn't have as large of a team. I, maybe I had a bigger team. I don't know what it would be, but yeah. the whole point is, is it, what was it that drove me that direction to help me make that decision? And um, was I really prepared for it? And so one of the things that I've learned is to ask myself, is it time for that? So even mm-hmm. though I love this idea, this would be an amazing thing for my team to have, my clients to have, whoever, me to have, Right. Um, would it make my life easier? Probably. But the reality is, is that is it time? And to be able to sit back, I think, and say, no, it's just not time. It doesn't mean it won't be time. It just means right now, right here today, it's not time. So what I'm going to do is take it, put it on a little file card and put it by, you know, put it my review maybe a year later from now, or even six months, eight months, you know, 10 years from now. And maybe we could do that. Maybe we can go that direction, you know, Mm -hmm. but to be able to get the cart before the, what do they call it, the apple cart before the horse, something like yeah. that, the cart before the horse. <laughs> yep. To do that, I think, um, is kind of that shiny object syndrome. Right. And um, we have to really keep that under control. Yeah, I knew um, automation was important, but I knew it wasn't going to make or break my agency from the start. So I didn't focus on that. Um, I knew I needed a management system just for E and O purposes, note taking, you know, have things in writing. Um, so I knew, okay, I have to get that. And then I started seeing things online, knowing down the road, I would need a CRM and want one. Now, could I have been more successful from the start with it? Absolutely. Um, but I didn't have time to figure out the right CRM because there's 500 on the market, the right, you know, what, which features do I need? What, what do I need help with? It wasn't until I started to get, I I grew pretty quickly, um, right off the bat. That's all I was focusing on is sales, sales, sales. Um, so I finished my first year just under a million in, um, uh, 800,000 in premium under right, right. my first year. And I am 20 months into it and I'm about 1.3 million in premium. And but I knew like all those renewals were coming up. And that's when I attended my first IOA AOA conference. The next month is when my renewal started hitting. And I'm like, "Uh Oh, I was sales, sales, sales. Yeah. Now I have to put my business owner hat on. I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) I never, 
at my captive company, you're just, you just renew like you, and which is what you do here, but you need to be more involved and you have different companies. You have to look at, you know, rate premium changes, blah, blah, blah. And you don't want to lose those people because their rate went up. I didn't see that. And they shop themselves, you know, so it's training your people. And that's when I was like, Oh no. So I had to slow down on sales and now figure out you want to keep those people you know, and how do you keep them and how do you stay in front of them so they don't, so they know you and they know the independent world, especially when a lot of them came from, you know, my captive, you know, company and it's just a whole different mindset and it's a different, you know, so now what processes do I need now? What systems will benefit me? So exactly what you said is finding the right, you know, what works for you right now. And I was like, okay, I need help with sales still. I've got a book of a lot of monoline because I dropped the ball after the home closed to get the other stuff because I was sidetracked on getting these sales. So, um, how, where do I need the most help? I need the most help in sales right now. Right. Cross selling renewals. Okay. Where can I find the tool that has those items? So you have to sit down and reevaluate. So now I'm starting month, you know, year two. Now I got to reevaluate. And again, I don't have corporate to tell me what to do. Now I have to figure it out all, you know, myself. So I ask agent owners, I find agent owners that I align myself with, you know, you've been a huge help just chatting away and we might not do the same things this way, but your insights have been, you know, very educational and helpful for a little person like me who just opened her agency. So it's, you know, it's, it's, it's all about just educating and asking questions. <laughs> it is, it is. And being, humble enough to be able to ask those yeah. questions. So I think a lot of people when they get on in don't, you know, I mean, sometimes we, sometimes we want to look bigger and badder asser than maybe, we, you know, don't want other people to make it. <laughs> right. Right. I mean, I'm listening to right now, um, a podcast uh, with Brene Brown on, on um, Spotify and it's called dare to lead. And, um, she also has another one. She also has a, uh, another podcast. It's just on, um, Apple, um, iTunes and it's called unlocking. What's it called? Unlocking us or unlocking this or something like that. Um, anyway, I'm trying to see if I can pull it up really fast. Um, unlocking us. And, um, she's been doing research on leadership for the last, I don't know, 20 years, something like that. And she is fabulous. I don't know if you ever listened to her podcast, but one of her podcasts, she said, the biggest deterrent to being able to have really solid leadership is our armor that we put up, that we put up so much armor to make ourselves look a certain way. If we get ourselves in a, a point of trial, trouble or whatever, we, we don't want to let people know maybe that things are that we're, that we're in a difficult spot. We want to try to spin the information and make it look really good, but it, that it's our, it's our armor when we sit down at the table and we feel like we need to put on an image or we need to put on a concept that we actually deter the growth because of the fact that we are so focused mm -hmm. on being something or doing something that we actually cannot actually lead because the armor is what's actually keeping us from being oh, able true. to lead. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think there's so much of that just across the board in every industry, but I know, especially as independent agents, sometimes we, and I, I don't know, I don't know about corporate. I, I haven't really worked for corporate, you know, necessarily. I helped my dad out of his all state office, but I was not corporate. Um, 
but you know, I want to look good to other people. So I don't want to admit maybe that this year we didn't have the growth that we wanted, or maybe I don't want to admit that I lost a really big account, or I don't want to admit that this software system that I was like, Oh, this is going to be the most amazing thing ever. And I'm spending so much time and money and effort. We're redoing all of these systems. Oh, that was an epic fail. <laughs> you know, I mean, we don't, we don't want to admit those things. You know, I think the vulnerability though is what has been a big successor for me. Mm. I admit, I don't know. I go to people I don't know, and that doesn't bother me and being vulnerable to grow and just learn and know, know that you don't know everything. And I have no problem admitting, I still don't know what the heck I'm doing half the time. <laughs> I'm not a well-oiled machine, I'm trying to be, and I know I have those goals, but I think that has been a, a big piece of my success um, is just being vulnerable to, to learning and growing um, and opening up to other people because you can learn so much you know, it's funny, my whole family, they're all educators and I'm the black sheep. And when I was talking to my mom one night, she's like, you do understand you, you are educating people and you're educating yourself and you're, you know, with other agents, but with also your clients. And I go, I didn't even look at it that way. That, that yeah, makes sense. And so I think a lot of what I've learned just being around educators, I've been able to utilize, you know, in this field to, to grow and to yeah. be successful in what I'm doing. Well, I think that's when people are really successful is when they take an education approach, you know, yeah, um, more than a, more than a, a, a pompous pro yes. approach. You know, I know everything. I'm, yes. I'm, the, I'm the professional, which we are the professional. Don't get me wrong. Right. But, um, cause I'm, I'm a, I'm a teacher, I'm a teacher by trade at my undergrad mm -hmm. education. So, um, and even elementary, which I think is very interesting because sometimes it's like people don't quite understand or you're speaking a different language and they kind of gloss over, you know, and they're like, uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. and I think just taking it down to, you know, third grade level yeah. of saying, you know, um, you know, just because maybe just because your grandma slips on your, on your tile and if grandma won't sue you. If she signs a proxy at the hospital when she has to have her knee replaced or her hip replaced, her insurance company can come back and sue you. So that's why we recommend higher limits on your homeowner's insurance. You know, people are like, oh, that makes sense. You know, but if we go into all this other junk, you know, people don't, people don't usually connect with that. So right. I teach my team that way too, you know, and, um, mm -hmm. and that's how we really relate to people, but it's letting that armor come down and being able to do the things that we need to be able to do. And, and I love, I love the concept um, uh, I, that Max Dupree actually says, the first responsibility of a leader is to be able to define reality. The last is to be able to say thank you. And in between is to be able to be a servant. And I, I think that's so cool because that is, we have to lead, we have to be the visionary. We have to empower the process, which is a servanthood. But we also need to make sure that in that process, we say thank you and we offer gratitude. And we need to do that with our clients as well as with our team. And um, I love that because that's where that armor really comes down. I love that. I haven't heard that. That's fantastic. That's that's a really good one. Yeah, I love that. Max Dupree. So um, that's, a, that's a great quote. It's one of those that I just absolutely just cling to because I always say, how many people have I said thank you to today? Because yeah. a lot of times I just don't think about it. Nope. You know, I don't think about it. I'm like, okay, great. Or if my thank you is like, okay, thanks. You know, and I'm off to the next thing, you know, and it's not really like a true attitude of gratitude. So right. working on 21 to be more, um, 
less armor. I don't know. Yep. How Smart. I like that. In my daily, in my daily. So yeah. now if you could look at your younger self, now, let's say younger self of any age, I don't really care if it could be five, 12, 15, 21, two years ago, right? As you are embarking in on this process, what advice would you give to yourself as you're in whatever transition you have in your head? Um, what older Ashley would say, not that you're old in any way, shape or form, you're very hip and happening. I do feel old lately. <laughs> you're very young and hip and happening, I'm just saying. But what, what would today's Ashley, that's a better term rather than what, what would today's Ashley tell then Ashley in um, the road to where you are today? That's a tough one. Um, kind of what I said earlier, yeah. be open to being vulnerable and always open to just open-minded. Cause sometimes it's not that I'm a know-it-all, but I don't like change. So if I have something figured out, I don't want to make any changes or don't like to make any changes. I think being vulnerable and opening and open-minded, I think, because you're going to change things. As you evolve, you're going to have to make changes and adapt. Right. That's the word. Um, be adaptable, I think, because sometimes I am very black and white and I need to have that gray because you don't know, you know, every situation is different. So that's kind of my biggest downfall. So I think just adaptability and vulnerability are very key to being successful and you just always have to 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 go with that to continue to be successful awesome what inspires you what what gets your juju going Ooh. i didn't i didn't ask you this one before so no that's Actually, a good one um you're talking you know i i just truly love what i do i know there's not necessarily what inspires me is just having, I guess, kind of in a cliche way, living the American dream. I am a business owner. I can pay myself a livable salary <laughs> and sometimes <laughs> getting there. I know, right? Well, <laughs> um, you know, I just knowing that I, I'm doing this. I sometimes take a step back. Even now, last month, I saw my commission checks and I said, holy cow, I don't know any industry that brings this in. And this is only less than two years of, of owning a business. This is, you know, sometimes it kind of makes me teary eyed. Like I've done this, I, I've done this in two years. Like that's, that's awesome. So, I mean, that's kind of just what inspires me is just, I love building a team. I've got an amazing employee right now um, who I just, I couldn't have done this without her. And I just want to make her life better and add more people to it. I've got a new person starting. I want to make, I want to build this awesome culture and have this, you know, it's not necessarily about the money, but that's really awesome side effect. Um, but just team, team environment, um, that's kind of what gets me going is knowing that I can be response, you know, I've got employees that I'm, I'm building and adding and, you know, they can take care of their family and just, that's kind of, I guess. Yeah. 
you know, it, it's part of the American dream is to be yeah. able to pass along the success that we're able to be able to achieve ourselves. Yeah. But as much as we can say, oh, I've built this or I'm building this to be able to say I'm building this and I'm contrib contributing to the fact that this person can take care of their children. It can yeah. go on a vacation, can do this out of the other to pay their taxes, right? To be able to keep our economy moving forward, you know? Um, the fact that they can buy Christmas presents for their family, you know, mm -hmm. all of that is, 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 I find really, really empowering that, that what we build together is completely a part of fueling our economy, our future, you know, lets them go home at night and sleep well because they love their job. They love the people they work with. They love the people that they work around and they feel safe and they feel um, that they love they love their job and yeah. I just, and how many people out there in the world hate their job and they go home miserable mm -hmm. and they drink at night and you know, whatever, because they hate what they do, but they stay there for the money or they stay there for whatever it is. They feel like they can't do anything else. And so I really, really, really don't ever want to employ anybody on my team who doesn't love what they do yeah. or love who we are because yeah. I don't want to be in that space. I don't want them to put anybody else in that space and I don't want them to pass that along. I want to be able to empower the American dream in that way. And Absolutely. That's, yeah. like, that's such a beautiful thing about being an entrepreneur. It is. Absolutely. Well, Ashley, you are amazing. And I know that I can reach out to you all the time. Yes. And well, and I appreciate you <laughs> answering my pesky questions every all the time. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely. But if anybody else wanted to be able to reach out to you, Ashley, tell me how they could reach out to you and how you might be able to help them answer questions. Maybe if they're starting their journey, thinking about their journey, or even if they want to get inspiration on just being able to talk to you about projects that you're working on, how can people reach out to you? Yes, please reach out to me. I don't know everything, but sometimes it's just talking to another person and collaborating and coming up with something. That's all it needs to be done. So um, they can they can uh, call me anytime. Uh, my personal cell phone is always on 702-882-4556. Um, or you can email me and we can set up a time. Um, I love Zoom to see people and interact with them since we can't necessarily <laughs> see each other. Um, but it's Ashley at firstchoiceinsurancegroup.com all spelled out. So um, I'm happy to, you can find me on Facebook or Instagram. I'm send me a message. I am always opening to chatting with other people and hearing other perspectives. So perfect. Absolutely. Perfect. Well, everybody, this has been the Power Women in Insurance podcast. Let's go ahead and make sure that you do subscribe because we do talk every single Wednesday to an amazing person inside the woman inside the insurance space. Now, remember, that's not always agency owners. I'm an agency owner. So that is a lot of the people that we talk to. But we've also talked to cyber insurance experts. We've talked to people in the data range. We've talked to people who are support, people who are in sales for other agencies. And guys, make sure you do go ahead and subscribe because every single week we do drop amazing information. Now, like I mentioned, today is November 18th, 2020. We are getting ready for the holiday. We will not be publishing a, uh, a new podcast next Wednesday because of Thanksgiving, but we will be back at it first of December on the 2nd, and we will be excited to be able to see you guys then. So everybody, Make sure you do subscribe to the podcast and thank you so much for spending your time with us today as we go on out and make the world safer one policy at a time. Have a really great day. Bye-bye.